Hey, Fedheads, welcome back to another episode of Sharing Our Pairings. Live on Facebook, we are, uh, sorry, I've got my my own audio going into my ears. There we go. Uh, we're live on Facebook, broadcast around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network, uh, rebroadcast on YouTube, and of course, your favorite podcast catcher, whatever that may be. Uh, so if you're watching live, leave us some comments, give us some likes. If you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment. And if you're listening to the podcast, just give us a thumbs up or a five star, whatever the rating system is. Uh, we would really appreciate that. It'd help us out a lot. So uh, we're here, of course, on Sharing Our Pairings, the only show dedicated to pairing cigars with uh, just about anything. Though We usually pick alcoholic beverages just because that's how we roll around here. Uh, like I said, I'm Trip here with my co-host, Jason tonight. Jason, how you doing? Doing great. Looking forward to getting into some stouts. When we were going to do this, you said, oh, you know, we should do stouts. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, stouts like, are just kind of one like, of my favorites. Yeah, it's just kind of a, a now is kind of like starting the season for stouts for me. Uh, yeah. This is the kind of weather where I feel like a stout when it's rainy outside. And I don't know. I also just love stouts, but it felt appropriate to drink them. And uh, with our stouts tonight, we're going to be pairing the My Father Le Bijou. Um, I didn't pull up the exact specs on this, so let me do that. Um, I have them in my notes here. Which it's size are you good. smoking, Jason? I'm smoking the Petite Robusto. So an interesting, great... an interesting thing about this cigar that I've seen um, specifically on one blog is a lot of people seem to think that it's got a uh, Peloto Cubano wrapper. Or not, sorry, not Peloto Cubano, uh, Pelo de Oro, um, which is one of like kind of the, it's kind of one of the most sought after tobaccos because it's so rare and apparently difficult to grow. I know it's one of Don Papin's favorites, um, but that is not in fact what the wrapper is. This is a Nicaraguan Habano Oscuro wrapper uh, with Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan filler. Um, I'm smoking the six, I think it's a six by 52 that I've got here. Again, I didn't pull up the specs. I'm just kind of going off my, the top of my head because um, I don't want to waste a bunch of time here. But this is a this is a good cigar. This is kind of the powerhouse of the My Father brand, right? It's kind I of agree. This, like their ultra full body. It definitely has a lot of that upfront spice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice too because once you get into it, it, it doesn't blow you out in any way. It, it's just, it's full spice, full flavor, but um, it doesn't leave your mouth feeling like an ashtray for an hour or anything. Yeah, it's it's really not overwhelming. There's a lot of um, it's easy to make a full bodied cigar that's going to just blow your palate away, um, and I I think it's a little more difficult to make a cigar like this that it doesn't immediately say full bodied when you start smoking it. Um, it's maybe around the first third or so that you're really getting into the cigar that you're like, wow, this is actually really full bodied because it's got that spice, yeah. but it doesn't have like that thick, heavy stick to your palate body. And I've noticed that this uh, the petite robusta size gets into the the heavier spice a little quicker than some of the bigger sizes. Yeah, th- I, I find that too. That size starts out a little more peppery than like this size. Um, but now I'm getting to the point like I'm kind of getting to the middle of the first third um, where it's starting to kind of pick up the intensity a little bit. But of course, we're not just here to talk about cigars. Uh, we are here to talk about beverages and like you mentioned we're drinking stouts tonight so the first stout that i have up it's interesting because we actually um we actually didn't discuss what we were going to pair tonight with other than uh, the 
you know, just generalized stouts. Um, but we actually chose one of the same beers. So my first one up here is Shokoveza. So I, I had this on the show a couple weeks ago. Like I was telling Jason in the green room, um, it just sounded like it would go really well with the cigar. Um, for those of you who don't know, Shokoveza comes from Stone Brewing in San Diego, California, and it is their Mexican hot chocolate inspired imperial stout. And the really interesting story behind it is that the way that it actually was created was it came from a uh, contest that they did. So they did a homebrewing contest where people sent in their recipes and then Stone said, whoever wins this contest, you know, is, we're going to release bombers, 22 ounce bottles with that recipe. And this was the winner, and it was so popular that it's now become a year-round release. Um, and as we we're again talking about in the green room, it sells out immediately in the Portland area. I've heard the other areas; it's kind of easy to come by for a few months. But here, if you don't get it within a couple weeks of it coming out, you're not going to find any. It's crazy. Yeah, you got to get it the moment you see it. And I know, um, I think I heard with this one that, so they did that contest and they released the beer and the original plan was to just do one run of this beer essentially, but it was so popular that people were petitioning stone to basically make this a regular release and they went ahead and did it. Yeah. Um, is, is this your first beer too? Cause I can just go over all the details now if it is my first one too. All right. So I'll just go over the rest of the details. Um, so this is, um, they call it a mocha stout in some of their branding. They call it a imperial stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate in some of their branding. But what it is, is a imperial stout, 8.1% ABV. So it's a little bit stronger than a regular stout, um, but it's kind of barely an imperial stout territory. Like if it was 8.0 or 7.9, I might not call it an imperial it's 50 IBUs, so it's got a little bit of bitterness. Not super bitter, but not um, not on the lighter side, for sure. It's definitely got that hoppy backbone. And the featured hops are English Challenger and Eat East Kent Golding. And the special ingredients are cocoa, coffee, pasilla peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. They've got a lot of um, adjuncts in here to add flavors to it. And there is also a barrel-aged version of this, which I've never been able to find, but... I really want because, man, I think that would be awesome. It and, sounds fantastic. Yeah, I I really want to find that. I've only seen pictures of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've actually seen it in any stores around here. And, of course, I, I went over this last time, but I'll just say it again. They always recommend cigar pairings on their website, and so I always just kind of like to go over those. They recommend the Alec Bradley Prinsado Corojo, the Casa Magna Colorado, Rocky Patel 15th, or La Aroma de Cuba Mi Amor, or the Padron 64 Maduro, which are all, I, I could see all of those going well with this. I, I feel like something a little more full-bodied like this goes goes better than some of those, though. Yeah, I think that the um, the spice of this pairs really well with the cinnamon hit that you get. Yeah, like we were talking about in the green room, I, I get so much more cinnamon than I did the last time I smoked this. There's like an intense cinnamon, there's a little bit of that vanilla, and then it kind of settles down on your palate into the the coffee and chocolatey notes and mm-hmm. and kind of that the hops and then the finish is kind of that pep those peppers there's just a little bit of spice left on your tongue um but i i find when smoking a cigar like this it's almost hard to discern which one is the cigar and which one is the beer unless you're spacing out your 
your sips with your puffs on the cigar a little bit. Yeah, both the beer and the cigar have, I feel like, a flavor where it's like you kind of get this intensity up front and then it smooths a little bit as it works its way back. Yeah. Um, so far, I, I think this goes really well with this cigar. I'm, I think it actually, I think the last time I had it on the show, it was with the Jeremy Jack Libelula. And I think this actually goes a little better with this beer than the Libelula did. Um, just cause it's, it's full bodied, but it doesn't have that like earthy stick to your palate kind of flavor that the Libelula mm-hmm. had. I think it's fantastic. I really like the, um, you kind of get this vanilla finish off of the beer and mm-hmm. that seems to stick with you a little bit. So then if you take a puff of the cigar and retrohale, like the vanilla as part of the retrohale is really nice. I'm, I'm trying that right now. Oh, I see what you mean. You do get like a little bit of vanilla on the retrohale, which is really interesting. I kind of wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah, it's good because that, that's totally not a, a natural element that's in this cigar, but definitely you get it from beer. Yeah. Um, and we didn't mention it at the top of the show, but right after this, we're going to take a little intermission, um, but then we'll be right back with uh, Cigar Chat, which, you know, at its normal time approximately, it might be a few minutes late. I'm aiming for about 15 minutes after five, um, but we'll, we'll have Cigar Chat this evening with Eddie Guerrera from Gurkha Cigars. So looking forward to that. Yeah, I think this Chocaveza goes really well with this cigar. Um they both just kind of complement each other really well. It brings out flavors in the beer yeah, that I wasn't getting as much before. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just I I feel like they're they're not competing. Sometimes when you two things have strong flavors, it's like they try to overrun each other, and it's like kind of a battle on your palate. But but this works. Yeah, I'm really not getting them fighting with each other at all. They're. Um, it's interesting because they're kind of similar flavors. You have a little bit of that cocoa and a little bit of the like coffee flavors in the cigar, um, but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to fight with the similar flavors that are in the beer, which is interesting. I'm not used to getting that. I was thinking that, man, it'd be great to just wake up on like a cool morning while you were camping or something and just start the day with this combo. <laughs> Actually, um, yeah, that does sound like a great idea. Like, um, I'm not a morning beer kind of guy. Like I probably have a beer before noon, like once a year, but I could see this being a real good beer for morning. Cause you've got that coffee and like just those breakfasty kind of flavors. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good combination. Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit and let you introduce your next pairing first. Okay. I haven't gotten to introduce anything yet. <laughs> My next pairing is the, um, Founders Breakfast Stout, not to be confused with the Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout, which you almost have to fight a guy to get these days. But uh, this, so my understanding is that the um, can, this breakfast stout is essentially what they put into the Kentucky bourbon barrels and age and turn into the KBS. Yeah, that's my understanding as well. So a little bit about Founders Brewing here. Um, Founders Brewing is out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and um, they must be celebrating their 20th anniversary because the bottle cap for this says uh, Founders 20th, 1997 to 2017, and they have a cool saying on the bottom, 20 years, zero regrets. 
So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, this clocks in at an 8.3% ABV, uh, 60 IBUs. Um, and then they say brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates, and two types of coffee. This stout is an intense, fresh roasted Java nose topped with frothy cinnamon colored head and goes on forever. So I will take a sip here. And I was trying to figure out where exactly my next brewery is because I didn't have their location in my notes. Um, and I'm still not certain, but I believe they're in California somewhere. Um, but my next beer is an interesting one because it comes in one of these. So we were talking about this offline a little bit. And I uh, I had a little negative experience with getting this beer, but I won't talk about that because um, they're, they're still trying to make it right. So we'll see how that goes. And I'll, I'll update you guys later. But this is from High Water Brewing. And so this I got from a service called Hopsy. They, they have a really interesting model where you order beer from them. And then after you've ordered it, they have these little 32-ounce growlers. I mean, it may look giant, but it's actually kind of a dinky growler. It's, like a, it's a half growler, basically. Um, we usually call them grenades around here. That's all I've ha heard them referred to as. Um, but they call them growlettes. And so a growlette is 32 ounces. You put your order in. They fill it at the brewery. And then they seal it with a little plastic seal at the top. Um, put this nice tag on it so you know what you're getting. And then they ship it to you cold. Um, so this is from High Water Brewing again. So this, was, this little growler was filled at the High Water Brewing brewery. Uh, they were founded in, in 2011 uh, by somebody who'd been in the industry brewing at several different um, breweries for about 15 years, they say. And this particular beer is called Sugary Maple Pecan Pie, which, I mean, I just bought it just because of the name. It's 9.8% ABV, 28 IBUs, and it's brewed with Vermont maple sugar, uh, bourbon barrel, oak chips, and pecans Ooh. and so it's kind of supposed to taste like bourbon barrel aged pecan pie so i'm i'm really looking forward to tasting this one because i've only taken a couple little sips and i'm interested to see how it pairs with the cigar how were your first couple tastes there jason good so this um this uh the breakfast out from founders you definitely get coffee in this thing like this is this is almost like a thick alcoholic cold brew coffee it's like you mm. really get that that nice coffee flavor it's really smooth and it um it has like just enough bitterness and like a little bit of bite and it's interesting because being at um i think it was 60 ibu like you you definitely notice that i, I think when stouts start to get up above like 40 to 50 you can notice the uh, level of bitterness as you're drinking it yeah, it's really interesting because under yeah, probably typically um, this is actually completely counterintuitive to the point that I'm about to make. But typically, when you're under 40 or 50 IBUs, you don't have that like sticky bitterness, that resiny bitterness that you get mm -hmm. with an IPA. But there are tons of stouts out there, like you're talking about, that do have that like sticky resinous IPA kind of bitterness, but then they have the body of a stout. Um, to balance it out, which I find is a really good combination, in my opinion. Like one of the one of the best examples is Old Rasputin, which is I think is like ninety five yeah. IBUs. It's crazy high. It's like double IPA territory. Um, 
in a heavy, heavy imperial stout, and I find that works really well. So the sugary, I forgot to hold up the glass, and you can't quite tell there. Maybe there you can. Um, this does not look like a stout to me. This looks, uh, it's in like porter, maybe brown ale kind of territory. It's very light. Um, if I could get a light under it, I would, but. That's what I would say. From what I can say, it, it looks like a brown English pub ale. Let's see if you can see that. Yeah, there we go. You can kind of see it now, but it's it's really a lot more transparent than it looks. Um, and it doesn't have like that typical stouty flavor. It really tastes more like uh, a hoppy brown ale to me. It's only 28 IBUs, but I I mean, if I were to guess, I would say I would call it like 40s, 50s. But that being said, it's got so much of the like mapley sweetness, like it's it's really good. It's got like that sweet, rich maple syrup kind of sweetness from the maple sugar. And then there's a little bit of nuttiness. Like you really do get pecans in there. But I I don't really get much of the like the bourbon barrel that they say is in there. Um, and it just it's it's a little bit thin for me. I think if if they were to make this beer and actually barrel age it, I feel like it would actually be a lot better. But yeah. It's it's pretty good. It's just a little on the sweet side for me without that that boozy character to back it up or to balance it out rather. I've done a little bit of uh, homebrew stuff where you try to it's like you soak some wood chips and a little bit of bourbon and then add that into your fermentation and that can it's really hard to get that right. It's like yeah. you, you can go too light, you can go too heavy, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So that that's a tricky process to manage. Yeah, and actually the more that I'm like, you know, contemplating on the flavor and kind of reflecting on it, I'm noticing it does have actually a lot of that roasty oakiness from the bourbon barrel, but it just doesn't have that bourbon flavor that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But it it does kind of bring out the spicier side of the cigar, even though it is a very spicy cigar. Um, it just kind of covers up the sweetness and brings out the more spicy, savory kind of flavors. I'm having a similar experience with mine, too, because since the coffee note on this is so strong, it's really accenting the spice. And almost um, I almost kind of notice an interesting, like a cedary kind of a sweetness from the cigar. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, I'm I, getting I, that, too. You don't normally get that as a real heavy flavor in this cigar. Yeah, I think the sweetness of my beer is what's really bringing that out. And I forgot to take our first break here, so a couple minutes late, we're going to take our first break. We'll be right back. Brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Gurkha Cigars, makers of the world's finest cigars. Try the 93-rated Heritage featuring a Rosado, Ecuador, and Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Dominican, Pennsylvanian, and Nicaraguan fillers. Blended by Gurkha's blending team at American Caribbean Cigars, it's hand-rolled Nicaraguan available in 35-count boxes. Talk to your local B&M about the Heritage today, or talk to them about other fine Gurkha cigars. Whatever your taste preference is, Gurkha has a cigar that's right for you. All right, welcome back to sharing our pairings. We're here pairing the My Father Le Bijou with a couple of different craft brewed stouts. And we're kind of blowing through our pairings here. So I think what we might do is uh, try to try to make this like a 45-minute show and then try to get back to uh, Cigar Chat on time instead. But we'll see. I, th- I think that's what happens when our first beer is the same and we just don't have two separate things to talk about. Yeah. 
condenses it a bit. I'm going to take one more sip of my high water brewing uh, sugary maple pie and let you talk about your next pairing. Okay. That's good. I like that one. Um, so my next pairing is something that I have actually been looking forward to trying. Um, <clears throat> it's an annual release from uh, Crux Brewing Company out of Bend, Oregon, and call this their uh, Tough Love series, which is a barrel-aged imperial stout, and it's part of their Banished collection. They, they do a variety of uh, barrel-aged beers to put as part of this Banished collection. So this is the 2016 release, and I've kind of been tracking these since about 2014. And mm-hmm. this is definitely one of those beers that is designed for you to get a bunch of and stash for as long as freaking possible. Because... Yeah. There's a cork in it, there's a bobcat, and the it is very long storage. And I've noticed that really the longer these things sit, the better it gets. Um, for the Jason, um, Jason, I'm just going to ask you to go back over that again. Your, uh, I think your connection dropped out for a moment there because you got really choppy, so we missed most of what you were saying. Sorry, I lose you. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get into my next pairing while we figure out what's going on with Jason. Uh, if he comes back, we'll let him talk about his after me. So this is uh, yet another barrel-aged Imperial Stout. This is Dragon's Milk from New Holland Brewing. Oh, beautiful focus there. Except then I, There we go. Um, so this is one of those um, kind of barrel-aged stouts that you hear about a lot. Um, it's not quite as sought after as like Kentucky breakfast stout or the, uh, bourbon County, because those are like, you know, those have a cult following. This definitely has a cult following, but it's nowhere near the same level. And, uh, this is brewed in, I believe it's new Holland, Michigan. Let me look at the barrel or the bottle here, Holland, Michigan. Sorry. Um, so this is brewed in new Holland, Michigan by New Holland Brewing, aged in bourbon barrels for one year. And a really interesting thing that they do is not only do they make the beer, which is aged in those bourbon barrels, they actually make bourbon and they actually started making their own bourbon to age. No, sorry, man, I'm getting all confused. They actually take bourbon and they age it in the bourbon barrels that have already held beer. Um, so th- and I haven't tried it yet. I'm really hoping to snag a bottle of it soon so we can feature it on sharing our pairings. Um, but it, I mean, it sounds like something I would really like. A, a stout aged bourbon just sounds right up my alley. So let me take a couple sips here. So this has that character that I'm always looking for with a barrel aged stout, which is it's like that velvety, viscous kind of uh, texture where it's really thick and um, almost syrupy. I feel like that's what a barrel-aged beer should really have because that way you're balancing out that booziness with a little bit of sweetness. Um, But the problem is if you're missing the booziness, um, you have too much sweetness. If you're missing the sweetness, too much booziness comes through. And if you don't have enough of either, um, what are you doing? You're not making a great barrel-aged stout. Uh, Jason, are you back there? I heard you talking a little bit. All right, well, I'm guessing Jason's internet went down uh, because he's not coming back. So I'll keep an eye out for him, but I'll keep talking about my dragon's milk here. And sorry about the weird line that's right down my face. It's because of the 
uh, broadcasting software that we're using. So I'm trying to decide whether the Dragon's Milk or the Shokoveza is my favorite pairing of the night because both of them go so well with the cigar, um, but in really different ways. The Shokoveza really brings out um, some of the more subtle flavors in the cigar, while the Dragon's Milk uh, just sort of complements the flavors without bringing out any new flavors. It just kind of heightens the flavors that you're already tasting, um, like that that black and white pepper spice and the uh, there's kind of a sweetness that I I can't really describe that well. I think it's kind of uh, almost. I mean, maybe this is the uh, the high water stout talking, but or rather that I'm tasting. But I, I feel like there's kind of a maple sweetness there, so that might be it. Um, and with that, because we're having these technical issues, I'm sorry, guys. We're gonna we're gonna tie up the show right now. Um, thank you, everybody, for watching. We appreciate everybody listening on the Armed Forces Radio Network. You're out there doing things we're not built to do. Um, we appreciate all of our podcast listeners. I know John talked about it a lot when he was around, but um, I was looking at the list of countries, and you guys are listening all over the place, like in in countries that I am not that familiar with, which I couldn't point out on a map, which is pretty awesome. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys out there. Thank you, everybody, for watching on Facebook and YouTube. And remember, sharing our pairings, we want you to drink better, but we want you to drink less. <laughs>